Give me a little bit of background about yourself. I mean, I, I, I've done my research, but just, just for the, the, the sake of the interview, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I started uh, my, my film career when, when I got out of uh, college at UC. Um, would, you, would you make a, a music video for us? He worked at CBS uh, Records at the time, and that was the early 70s. And I said, what is a music video? And he said... Uh, well, we just figured out we don't need to send uh, the bands around the world so that they can, you know, cause trouble in rec hotel rooms. We can just send a piece of film. And that was sort of a revolutionary moment because it, it's like, well, why didn't you figure this out before, you know? And so I started doing these music videos. And, and at the time, that was, that was CBS Records. Like I said, it was a guy named Peter Philbin who somehow was involved with signing Bruce Springsteen because he kept playing me his music, and I kept going, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, um, so, so Peter, um, I, I, I did a few music videos there, and, and then I realized um, there was nobody else doing it, so I started a company called Rock and Reel. And I did music videos for quite a few of the record companies in the early 70s. And this was way before MTV, you know. <clears throat> so, um... So, so you were quite... That in was the music videos, yeah. So you were quite innovative, really. I mean, I mean, uh, for, for, from that, that perspective, you were the first to do that. And, and I mean, that, I mean that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's pretty amazing. I don't think anybody else was doing them at the time, you know. Um, as a matter of fact... I don't know uh, how they do it today because I haven't done one in a long time, but when you shoot a music video, there's those, those four beats that happen. Because what happened, we started shooting the music videos and the, inter the, the artist would not know when to start singing. You know, like the, the playback guy would start the playback. I mean, this obviously, if it's a playback situation, the, uh, the, the sound guy would start the playback and the artist would kept missing the moment where where the music started. So what we did was I, I just got out of film school, and there's this um, there's this thing that you put on Academy Leader. I don't know if you want to get this much detail or not, but there's this thing you put on Academy Leader, and it's called Sync Pop, and it's like um, a, a quarter inch piece of tape that has a sound on it. So we put we cut it and we and we put it on the playback tape so that there was one, two, three, four, all spaced equally, and then there were four beats before the music started. Of course, musicians know how to respond to that. So that was the beginning of how, you know, we, we synced up the, uh, <laughs> the playback and the, um, you know, the, the uh, what do you call that, the Millie Vanilli did? Uh, <laughs> when you're... Mimin. <laughs> Mimin. <laughs> yeah, and the mime. <laughs> yeah, so that's, um, yeah, I think I was quite innovative at the time, but, you know, you don't think about it that way. You think just, uh, I was just trying to make a living, you know? Yeah, I mean... I, as a matter of fact, I just moved back into the house, that's where I moved to, and where two houses down the street, Adam Summers lived, and he worked at Warner Brothers Records. And that was in 70, 
three, and uh, yeah, I worked I worked for Adam for quite a few years doing a lot of uh, Warner Brothers acts, and um, you know then I went around to different record companies, whoever would would call, you know. So I mean, how did you, how did you go from I mean starting in pop videos, moving into the movie industry? How, how did you um, how, how did you take that leap then? How did how did you take the bridge from pop videos to well? I had <clears throat> I had quite a bit of um, technical experience because when I did the music videos, I would shoot one camera, I would obviously produce it, I would obviously direct it, I would edit it. <laughs> I did it all, you know. So I learned, even though I went to film school, what I really learned how to make movies was shooting mu music videos because I had to do everything myself. I mean, back in the day, if you got like... 30 grand to do a music video, that was, like, amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, it was funny to me when I was watching them spend a million dollars on them, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but I went from, I went from um, shooting the music videos, I got a was at Saturday Night Live who I had met along the way, and he wanted me to, to um, teach this new comedian how to make movies. And, um, because he said he was a really funny guy, and um, but he didn't know how to make movies, but he wanted to put shorts on Saturday Night Live, so it was Albert Brooks, so I taught Albert how to make movies, and um, wow. <laughs> you know, they wouldn't let a woman um, direct those pieces um, on Saturday Night Live back then, mm. even though I, I wrote many, many, but I forget, because I... Um, he made it up to me by giving me Wayne's World, so that was cool. I do have to talk to this guy, Rory, one second, okay? No problem. Hold on, honey. No um, turn on. You know, I have to be on this phone right now. I'm so sorry. Can you go ahead? Did you cast the sprinkler over there? Yeah. You, you did it already? Okay, you can do that, and I don't know what else. Don't get all dirty. You've got to come in the house and work, okay? Oh. Don't get all dirty. I'm sorry. You just have to wait. I'm sorry. Okay? I Thank you. My life sucks. Okay. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so I went from um, I went uh, from music videos to doing shorts on Saturday Night Live that I produced. And then I produced a feature that Albert directed. And by then he was pretty, uh, he went to film school with me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I went to Hollywood school with him because he taught me really a lot about Hollywood. So for that, I thank him. Because um, I'm like some, you know, chick from a trailer park out in Orange County. So I didn't know anything about Hollywood. Um, then, am I telling you the things you need here? Yeah. Pen Pen Penelope, you are doing fantastic. Uh, absolutely. Oh, I mean, oh, okay. Uh, if I get off track, you say shut up and do something else. Okay. <laughs> so, no problem at all. No. <laughs> you're, you're doing fantastic. Okay, so, yeah, there's a delay in the phone here. Um, where was I at? So yeah, I went and, and I when I produced that film for Albert, it was so crazy because to be a producer, you have to be a total asshole. Excuse my language. I don't know if I can swear or not, but you just have to be an asshole to people. And I, I just couldn't do it. You know, I mean, I out of the caterer, you know, I mean, it was just horrible. It's not my personality to do that. So at that point, at that moment, I decided I wasn't going to be a producer and that I would be a director. 
and I had the technical background, mind you, and there was a point in time where I was all hooked up with all of Albert's Hollywood friends, you know, like Rob Rayner and Chris Guest and, and um, Jim Brooks, and I mean, the, the list goes on and on, and all those guys go go in for this job interview to do this movie that Goldie Hawn is doing over at, I think, Warner Brothers. Um, it's called Private Benjamin because you would be fantastic to produce her movie. And I said, you know what? I'm really into this punk rock thing right now, so I think I'm just going to try and scrape up some money to do The Decline of Western Civilization. And they all laughed at me. You know, they all said what an idiot I was for not taking advantage of a nice, monetary situation and furtherment of my Hollywood thing. But, yeah, I guess being a rebel was helpful because I just said, fuck it all, I'm going to go shoot a punk rock movie. And I found these two guys that were, um, my friend said they I said, well, maybe I can talk them into a punk rock movie. And I did. And, uh, yeah, so... We, we shot that movie, and, you know, I told them, <laughs> I told them it was going to be $12,000, and we're going to shoot it on Super 8. I was just trying to get my foot in the door, you know. And then once we saw what was happening, we said, no, it's got to be bigger than that. So that's when I made The Decline of Western Civilization in 1980. Yeah. yeah. Wow, wow. So, so, so the, I, I mean, you know, you directed Wayne's World, um, which, which was a... I suppose it was a, a cult music movie, and, and, and you know, in lots of senses of the words, and and, and you know, I mean, w- w- was that was that something that you expected? Was the reaction of Wayne's World what you expected, or did it come through an accident, or was it kind of you know, I mean, I'm talking about the reaction worldwide to the movie. I mean, because it seemed to be just come out of thin air. You know, it didn't seem to. There was no, you know, it wasn't like it was pre-planned as a huge, huge movie from day one. <laughs> Well, what happened with Wayne's World was, it was actually Wayne's World is my seventh feature film, and it was the one that got me into the studio system to direct movies. And the only reason I got, two reasons I got the job to do Wayne's World. One is because I had a previous relationship with Lorne Michaels, who produced it. Um, And the other reason... I had just done The Decline of Western Civilization, The Metal Years, the second one, you know? And so I really was one of the few people uh, in Hollywood, I think, that really knew anything about metal, you know, Uh, directors anyway, you know? It wasn't fashionable back then to do that. Um, I mean, they were all listening to Michael Bolton, you know? (laughs) Kenny G. Yeah. What'd you say? I said, Ken, Ken, Kenny G. <laughs> and Kenny G, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Neil Diamond. Okay. So, and Bob Streisand. So they were all listening to that shit. And I was um, listening. I mean, I was going up on, on the strip shooting, um, you know, the, the, the metal bands, you know. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. so because I did that, and because I knew Lorne, I got the gig to do Wayne's World. And no, none that Wayne's World would be as successful as it was. We were just trying to be funny and make people have a good time or, or allow people to have a good time when 
when they went to the movies. That's how, you know, it was real simple. It was sweet. It was innocent. It was, you know, I mean, I didn't even ever imagine in my wildest dream, and I don't think Mike Myers did either, really, that it would take off like it did. And I don't think Lauren did, and I don't think Paramount did. Or they would of it, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, so, I mean, I saw, I saw, yeah. I saw a report that that, that that you 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 had some kind of conflict with Mike Myers that, that, that you know, but but I mean, is that common in, 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 in sort of sort of Hollywood terms to, to have like sort of these kind of internal fights with people, or is that is that just is that part uh, of? I don't know why that got to be such a big deal. Um, basically, and of course, it's common. It, is it common that people talk about it? No. Mm. You know, I just, maybe I, I shouldn't even have said anything, you know, but people ask me, why didn't you direct Wayne's World 2? And I have to tell them it's because Mike didn't want me to because I wouldn't change the cut on the first one. Okay, so when I say that, then all of a sudden, you know, there's a big fight. Well, yeah, I was depressed over it, but, you know, I got over it. And did after that it's no big deal you know I mean yeah. shit. I don't understand why people make such a big deal out of that so so I mean what what, um, what, what, what Marco was telling me and my colleague was telling me that, that you're working on a, a new rock movie now uh, 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 so something uh, is, is that correct uh, let me think <laughs> I have so many different things going on at once a new rock movie now well, I don't think you could... Well, I actually... It's not good for me to, to mention it. Uh, I will say this, though, that I am finally, after all these years, um, preparing the Decline of Western Civilization trilogy to go out on uh, home video, uh, on DVD and every other, um, you know, uh, way that it's... Um, uh, sent out now, VOD and digitally and everything. So it's all going out, hopefully, in the next few months and have a wonderful company that, again, it's going to go through. Um, you know, I mean, here I am, a chick from a trailer park that's life is controlled by lawyers being slow, you know. It's like, what? <laughs> How'd that happen? <laughs> you know? So, so I mean, I mean, I mean, for, what what would be your advice to a modern day band or artist or whatever trying to get a, a video made, say, in Hollywood today? I mean, how how difficult would it be for me to come over to Hollywood and make and and, and you know and and get someone like yourself with your your credentials that you've got to make a video for me? How 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 complicated a process is that? I don't think you need me. I'm flattered that you would make that little scenario. <laughs> Anybody can just do their own thing now. I mean, I live where I just moved from. I live right next door to Russ Irwin, who is the um, um, keyboardist that you never see in Aerosmith, okay? And he, because when I say you never see him, it's because we call him the, the guy behind the curtain, you know, the side man. You don't see him. Sabbath's got one of those guys, too. But... You know, Russ just did two videos of his own. Everything, mm. and he bring me over there and set me down and show him, show me his his videos, and they look fantastic. They look 
like anything that would call, you know, back in the day before the digital technology took hold, it, it, it looks like something that would cost 250 grand, okay? And he said, oh, I'm not going to say how much he said it for, but it was a few thousand dollars, okay? And it looked fantastic, and it sounded fantastic. So he's a very writer. He's a fantastic performer, obviously. He plays with Aerosmith. Um, if you have the talent, all you got to do is use the technology, right? And the technology is virtually, virtually free. Yeah, yeah, you know? sure, sure. So what, what I mean, uh, are you are you still using? I mean, are you a fan of the old style equipment, or do you have you have you kind of embraced digital? No, I've shot. Oh, let's see, one, two, three high def movies and all different uh, cameras, and I've edited them on um, all different high-def editing systems. So to me, I'm not a fan of the old technology. It's just a pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> and I think, people that <laughs> I think people that are fans of it are just nostalgic. You know, let them go to 50s diners and think they're special. It's not um, something that I'm really into. <laughs> Brilliant. And, and so, so what would you say is, you know, I mean, obviously, for, uh, apart from the industry standard, what would you say is the best achievable uh, sort of editing software? What would you use? What, 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 would, what would be... Well, now you have to use Avid because what happens, see, I have, I have two Final Cut Pro systems and, and they were, Final Cut Pro was starting to go toward... Um, you know, pro, like I said, professional. But I think the competition with Avid uh, really uh, made them turn back around and go back now to, to amateurs. So, yeah, I mean, everybody uses um, Avid right now. Yeah, so, 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 so you, you, pro tools and that type of thing. Yeah, and Pro Tools, yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, and, and what, what about moving forward then? What, what, what do you think about the, the current music scene? And, and, and I mean, I know, I know that that's not your, your department. What's your, your, you must have a, a, you know, an opinion on how songs are synchronised to movies and how, how artists get their songs onto movies or that type of thing. What's, what's your take on all that? The question's in there. So let's start. What was the first one uh, uh, has to do with? Um, yeah, what's your take on the mu the music industry right now? And okay, yeah, just give me one at a time and I can handle it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, everybody that I know in the music industry, in the traditional music industry, is sort of like if you could imagine just wandering around. What do I do now? What do I do now? They're kind of lost, and they're, they're trying to do innovative things on the net. Some of them work, some of them don't. Um, it's the same problem as with movies. They're, it, it, you know, it's that, that everybody can make music now. Everybody can have their music posted and seen and heard, you know, and everybody can do that lot of material so yeah the question is how do you get your materials your 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 art you know your creative work um exhibited and seen and to become popular 
And if, if I had the answer to that, um, I would rule the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I'm, real, I'm trying real hard. Nobody has the answer to that, Roy. No, but, but I, I mean, I mean, I mean, as as a kind of you know, I like to work in different formats from normal people. I've always done that, and 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 so for example, you know, obviously you see you seem quite quite free spirited and and what you're doing as well. I I mean, if you're a director of a movie and I want to, you know, I mean, would you look for music yourself? Would you would you have an opinion about? I want that track and that that particular, you know. I mean, I, I understand there's a process for that, but I mean, obviously, you're quite, you know, you're in a powerful position when you're directing something. So, so do do you do you ever get, you know, I, I mean, I'm trying. What I'm trying to do is try to build a gap here between musicians or bands and the movie director or the movie companies and and just you know a part. Depends on the budget of the movie, okay? If I'm doing some TV movie for a low-budget TV movie for three million bucks or something, they don't have a big music budget, okay? But what I do is I go, I call up my buddy, DJ Will. That's William Howe. I used to work at KNAC. I call up my buddy, DJ, and I go, um, so what kind of band you got for me for this scene, for that scene, for this scene? Because here's the thing, those bands air okay so they'll virtually unfortunately give it to you for a very nominal nominal fee and we've gotten fantastic music uh to put in these low budget movies just because people want their their music heard and you know i mean i think if you're talking about those those big studio movies now you know how do you get your music into those those movies, well, that is a big corporate, you know, spider web with a monster at the top, you know. You, you can't get into that unless you're, you know, hooked up with the, the, the you know, I don't know, the music supervisors and the composers have something to say about it, and the, and the directors have some special guys they use, but, you know, that, I don't even think they pay, pay a lot for that music anymore. No, no. Because they sure. can get it. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Hi. Sorry, sorry, Penelope. My, my light. We're having a bad line right now. I don't know what's going on. Sorry about that. So. Um, oh, did I go out? Uh, no, I didn't have much to say anyway. It's cool. <laughs> well. <laughs> you know, uh, Penelope. I, I, I've loved talking to you, and what I would like to do is, is I'd like to end the interview, and, and and like you said at the beginning, I would like a follow up interview with you because I've got a whole bunch of other things I'd like to do, but I'm having technical problems here at my end. Um, okay. Well, would, would that be possible? No problems, because I got to get all these workers going. <laughs> but I'm sorry that you're having technical problems for your sake. No, no. Can you do this, Rory? Um, maybe when you want to call me back, just try and schedule. I have to be there honoring me at some film festival next week, so I have to be out of here all next week. It's not going to happen until after that, if that's okay with you. And Perfect. maybe you could send me a list of some, just a general idea of what you want me to talk about next time, okay? Fantastic, Penelope. Thank you very much okay, for your you, time. You take care. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.